with the new parak on the bottom of Tani Hayam and Bez, the 11th parak of Mesach Ksubis. The Amana gets supported with Mizainis from the Nechassim of the Yisaymen. So, besides her Ksuba that she gets from the Nechassim of the Yisaymen, because again, they inherited everything from their father. Their father owed her Ksuba, owed her Mizainis, and therefore she gets supported with Mizainis besides the Ksuba that's Mishubid by the Karkais, that the, all the Karkais are Mishubid to her Ksuba. Besides that, she also gets supported in terms of Mizainis food. She gets supported from the Nechassim of the Yisaymen. And while they have to support her from the Nechassim of their father, they get to keep any any income that she produces, just like at the point while she was married, while her husband was hired to support her and give her Mazinus. In turn, he got any Maisiyadim that she made. So too, when the Yisrael when are supporting her from the Nechazim of the Father, they would get any Maisiyadim, any income she makes, in turn. And they are not Chayv to bury her, although the husband was very Chayv to bury her, they are not Chayv to bury her. But rather, who is Chayv to bury her? Yosheh. Her Yorshim, specifically, has to be the ones that are specifically Yorshik Subasa, the ones that are going to inherit her Ksuba, her children, Chayven Mikurasa. They're going to be the ones that are Chayv to bury her. They had a Shaila about how exactly to read the Mishnah. Nizainist Nan? Did it say Amana Nizainis Minichse Yisemim? A clear rule that an Amana always gets supported by the Nichse Yisemim. Oi Han Nizainis Nan. Or did it say Amana Han Nizainis? An Amana who is getting supported by the Nichse Yisemim? Maisio Deashalahen. What's the difference? Amana Nizainis Minichse Yisemim is a clear rule. An Amana always gets supported by the Nichasim Deashalahen. No questions asked. And by the way, also Maisio Deashalahen, go to the Yisemim. Okay. Amana Han Nizainis is talking about an amana who happens to be getting supported. So that's mashma that not all amanas would be supported by the assignment. So which one did it say? Did it say amana nizainis or amana hanizainis? An amana who is being supported by the assignment, you should know during that time the Maisiyadeh would go to the nizainis. So what's going to be the difference over here? Nizainis tanan. If you're going to read the Mishnah, nizainis, that amana all the time. Nizainis minichs yisayim. She gets supported in the nechasim the yisayim. Uchanchigal. That would be going like the anchigal, like the way they used to do it in Galil. Viloy sagi deloyavila. And that it's, that they have to give her no matter what. Because the way they used to write the Ksuba in, in Galil was that it didn't matter. We, it didn't matter whether she collected her Ksuba already or not. She would be continue, she would continue to be supported for Mizainis by the Nechazim and the Yisaymin. Whereas in Yehuda, they didn't do it like that. In Yehuda, once she collected her Ksuba, she lost her Mizainis and it stopped. So if it says Amana Nizainis, a clear cut rule in the Mishnah that Amana always gets supported by the Nechazim and the Yisaymin, that's like the Anche Galil. That in Anche Galil, they meaning they have to give her mizanis no matter what, no matter whether she collected or not. Or it said hanizainis, meaning an amana who is being supported. Mashma, there are an amanas that are not being supported. Who are those amanas that are not being supported? That's going like the Anshayudavi by Layavila. That if they want, they don't have to give her mizanis. Because if they want, they could just pay off her ksuba and then they don't have to support her anymore. So which way was the Mishnah going? Was it going that? And Almana always gets supported like the Anshe Galil, or is it going like the Anshe Yehuda that they don't always necessarily get supported as soon as the Yarshim decide to pay the Ksuba, that's when she stops being supported. Tashma, I'll try to bring you right. Amr Abzeir, Amr Shmuel. Abzeir, send the name of Shmuel. Mitzias Almana la'atma. Any Mitzias objects that Almana finds, she gets to keep to herself as opposed to having to give it to the Yarshim. Whereas while she was married, of course, it goes to her husband. Says the Gemara like this. If you're going to tell me that that the Mishnah said Hani Zainis, that Almana who is being supported, Mashma there are Almanas that are not being supported, and then Shapi. Then I understand why she would keep any Metzias that she finds. Because we'll just say that Shmuel was talking about a case a wom- where a woman who wasn't getting supported anymore, she already got her Ksubo, it's going like the Anshi Yehuda, and therefore 
the Mishnah meant Han Yizaynis. So Amana, who is being supported? So they would have all these klalim, just like a husband and wife, that just like they have to support her, they get her they get her Maisiyadayim. So technically they would also get her Matias. But as soon as they're not supporting her anymore, Han Yizaynis, because let's say they paid the Ksuba already, so they're not support so they're not supporting her, they're not giving her Mazinus, and therefore she would keep her own Matias. And when Shmuel said it, I would just say it's talking about a case where She's not being supported anymore, and they already paid the ksuba, so that's why she gets to keep her own matzias. But if you're going to tell me, Eli Yamar the Gemara says nizaynis If you're going to tell me that it says nizaynis, that an almana nizaynis minichseisem, an almana always gets supported minichseisem, no matter what, then they have a kabbal. What do you mean? They should be just like the baal. If they're supporting her with nizaynis, they should have the power, the power that the baal had, because he also used to support her with nizaynis, and just like when he used to support her with nizaynis, in turn he got the ma'aseh So and he get to got to keep any income she made. He also got to keep. And he mitzias that she finds. So, so too here, if they're supporting her, they should be like the Baal. They should take over the place of the Baal. And they should, ma Baal mitzias ish just like the Baal keeps any mitzias that his wife finds. So too, any mitzias that she finds, since she's being supported by the Yarshim, should be kept by the Yarshim. Says the Gemara, Really, no. Not necessarily, because I'll tell you that really in the Mishnah said, that an Amana always gets supported, clear cut, no matter what, sasam, like the Anche. Golil, okay. And time my Omer Rabbanu But I'll still tell you why Shmuel said that she gets to keep her own Matthias, even though she's being supported by the Yisrael. Why? Because what's the reason the Rabbanu said that a Matthias that a woman finds goes to her husband to lay tavle eva? That's only because we don't want the husband to... We, we want there to be shalom bias. We don't want there to be eva in this marriage. And there's a chash that if we let her keep the Matthias, the husband is going to feel, what, she get, I'm supporting her, everything, I'm married to her, and she gets to keep her own Matthias, I should get it. And that could create shalom bias issues. So that's the reason we said that Metzias, Haisha, go to the Baal. But over here, where we're dealing with the Yarshim, and the question is whether they should get her Metzias, Hani to have Eva. What do we care if there's Eva? Meaning, obviously, there shouldn't be Eva. But we don't care like a marriage. Marriage is shalom bias. Shalom bias, Hashem is machik his name on shalom bias. But over here, the Yarshim, Eva between her and him, meaning if they're going to get into a fight, if they don't like each other 100%, we don't really care about that. We're not going to give them the Metzias just because of Eva. In shalom bias, we do that. But for the Yarshim, we don't really care if there's Eva. And therefore, that's completely different. But I'll tell you that really, and it's not a raya at all. Says, all melachas that a woman is chayv to do for her husband. What are those melachas? We learned it previous in the, previously in the Masechta. Different things. She's chayv to grind the wheat and bake and uh, and cook the food and different things like that. So all these melachas that a woman is chayv to do for her husband. The amana also would have to do for the yarshim. As we're seeing, we're seeing the similar thing. That the yarshim are stepping into where the baal used to be. The baal used to keep her maizidayim and he has used to support her. He used to, she was chayv to him certain things. So so do over here. They're supporting her. She's giving them the maizidayim and also she would have to do certain melachas. So Rabbi Yaisi Bar Chanina said, the amana would have to do those same melachas for the yarshim. Except for three things, except for diluting the wine and making the bed and washing his hands, feet, and legs, and feet and hands and face. Sorry, and the reason for that is because these three things, as we know, same alacha by nida that any alachas that a woman is normally have to do for her husband, a nida can also do for her husband. Besides for these three, three these three things, and the reason is because these three things already are not normal alachas. Normal alachas, they're marbechiba. They increase 
the love and the romance in there for Anida. We don't want that, obviously, if she's Anida. So Anida is not allowed to do these three things for her husband because it's Mar Bechiba. So also over here, there's, we're not interested in being Mar Bechiba between the Almana and the Yarshim over here. So these three things the Almana would not be have to do, but all the other regular things, the regular chores, she would still be have to do for the Yarshim. According to Rabbi Yasef Amir Mishum and Levi, continuing on this note. He says like this, that any melachas that an Evan normally does for his master, a Talmud should do for his Rebbe, except for Hatars Minal, taking off his shoe. Why? Rashi explains, because people will think he's an Evid Kanani. If you see him taking off the Rebbe's shoe. That's only true that he shouldn't take off his Rebbe's shoes in a place where they don't know who he is, because then that Shash Rashi said will apply, that people will think he's an Evid Kanani maybe when he's doing this. But in a place that they know him and they know he's not an Evid Kanani, then less Lamba. We don't have that, that's not true. And he's able to even do Hatars Minal. Even in a place where they don't know who he is, that you could have that shash that people will think he's Nemekanani, that's only true if he's not wearing tefillin. But if he's wearing tefillin at the point, then we don't think people, we don't have the shash, people aren't going to think he's Nemekanani, and he could even t- he, he could even take off his rabbi shoe, he could do Ataras Minal. And the reason is because Avadim didn't you really used to wear tefillin so much, they weren't rugged with tefillin, and therefore if he's wearing tefillin, people wouldn't think he's Nemekanani. Any Rebbe, who stops his Talmud from being Mishamishim, from helping him out, doing certain things for him. So the Talmud wants to help him, wants to be Mishamishim a little bit, and the Rebbe says no, the Rebbe stops him. It's as if he's stopping from him, Chesed. It's not a good thing. You're stopping Chesed from him. Should I remember because the Pasuk says, Lamas he holds back from his from the, his friend Chesed. So that's that applies to this. says, He even removes from him Yerushalayim. It's not a good thing. Because the end of the same pasuk says the Yeras Shaka Yazif and Yeras Hashem he he leaves alone. So it's not a good thing. And a Rebbe should always let the Talmud be Mishamshim. Amar Melazar. Melazar says like this: Almana that's Toifes Metaltolin for him Rezaynus. So normally we know that Metaltolin are Mishubit only Karka are Mishabit to the Mazinus. But Amana who went ahead and she was typhus, she grabbed it and she grabbed the Metaltalin to pay her Mazinus, the Mazinus that you're to pay it to, to, in order to feed her. So much Tafsa Tafsa. Although the Khatila, she doesn't get Metaltalin for her Mazinus, it's not Mishabit to her Mazinus, Masha Tafsa Tafsa. If she went and she grabbed it and she was typhus, then we don't go back on it and we let her keep it. Tanya Miyachi, we actually have a Braisa just like that. Amana Shatafsa Metaltalin Mazinus. And Amana, that was typhus Metaltalin for her Mazinus, Masha Tafsa Tafsa. Whatever she was typhus, she can keep. Also, similarly, when Ravdimi came, he said that there was a story actually with the Kala, the daughter in law of Rab Shabsai, and this daughter in law was an Almana, it seems. She was typhus, a suitcase literally full of money, which is considered metatlin. And the Chum didn't have the power to be it because again, once she was typhus, although the Chatchila, she shouldn't have taken metatlin for her. For her mezainus, still, once she did it, and once she was typhus, she gets to keep any metabolin she was typhus. Amar Vina, Ravina said, That's only true regarding her mezainus. But 
if she was typhus metalpolin to pay her ksuba mafkinamina. Then already we would take it for her, from her and we would take it back from her. And the reason is because metalpolin is not meshubat at all for the ksuba. Maskeflor marabaravashi, marabaravashi asked on that maishnal ksuba. What's the difference exactly? Because by ksuba, the mimikarkoi vilemi metalpolin. Ksuba is only meshubat to karka and not metalpolin. Mizainis nami mimikarkoi vilemi metalpolin. Mizainis nami only the karka is meshubat to and not the metalpolin. So why would there be a difference? So the Gemara says, Elul mizaini maide tafsa tafsa achanami laksuba. So, sorry, continuing the question. Mizainis, the halacha is, Masha Tafsa Tafsa, although Metatlin is not Meshubit to her, to her, although Metatlin is not Meshubit to her Mizainis, still, Masha Tafsa Tafsa, once she took it, you don't take it back and you let her keep it. So, so too for the Ksuba. Why don't we say the same thing? Even though the Metatlin is not Meshubit to the Ksuba, why don't we say that if, even if she took it, Masha Tafsa Tafsa, why, why by Ksuba should it be different that we should take it away from her, even if she's Typhusid? Amr Le Rabbis Mar Naftali, Ravina, Ravits Mar Naftali tells Ravina that Hachi Amrina Meshmed Rava. This is what we said in the name of Rava Kavasich. He said we say like you Ravina and not like Marbar Vashi asked. We said Ravina that that's only true about Mizani. That's only, that's not true about Ksuba Ksuba. We would take it back even though Marbar Vashi had an interesting question and yeah, it's a good question. But still, Rabbi Yosef ben Zimra, so, not Rabbi Yosef ben Zimra, Rabbi Yosef ben Naftali said to Ravina that we, that Rava actually said over like you. I'm Rabbi Yechonim Shmeid Rabbi Yosef ben Zimra. Rabbi Yechonim said it in the name of Rabbi Yosef ben Zimra. Almana sheshasa shteim v'shal shanim. Almana who waited two or three years v'loy. Without collecting any mezainus, if the mezainus, she loses her mezainus, she's megaladas that she doesn't want to collect mezainus and she loses it. Says the Gemara, hold on a second. Hashda shtaim if the shalish mibai. Once you tell me that after two years of not collecting, she loses it. Why do you have to say three, two or three years? What do you mean? Okay, so two years she loses the mezainus. Why do you have to say three? Says the Gemara, like Hashda kan baaniya kan mashir. No, one's talking about an aniya, a poor woman, a poor woman. If she went two years already and she's poor without collecting, obviously she doesn't need to collect kan bashir. One's talking about a rich woman that had mezainus and therefore maybe she could survive three years without it. So that she would get three years. The poor woman would get two years. Inami, another answer. Kanbe prutza, kanbe tznu. One's talking about a prutza. A prutza, only two years because a prutza doesn't really care to go to Bezdin. We, we know a concept in Shas. It comes up that a woman, it's not really her derech to be in Bezdin. And if she's a prutza, we know for sure once she's a prutza, she doesn't have a problem being in Bezdin in front of everyone. And therefore, she only gets two years. But kanbe tznu, maybe the reason that tznu didn't go to Bezdin is because she didn't want to go to Bezdin. She didn't want to be in the public eye and in Bezdin like that. And therefore, we saw it. We know concept. Adam writes it. Ishtoy shet is baze bebezdin. A person doesn't want his wife to be nispaze in bezdin, or not. It's machlekes, or yeah. But either way, there's this concept that a tsnua would stay away from bezdin, and therefore we would give her a longer time, three years. Amar Rava, Rava said, Amran el That's only true. Everything we just spoke about, that she loses her mezainus, that's only true lemafreya. If she comes after two years and tries demanding mezainus for the past two years. Avol lehaba, but from here on, from two years and on, yeshla. That already, everyone would agree, that she still gets mezainus. The whole conversation we're having here is lemafreya, to collect for the past two years, and the past three years, Everyone would agree that she still has boy rib, like this. Yisaimin Oimrim Nisananu. Yisaimin that say we already paid her mezainus. We gave her mezainus for the full year already. The Hiamaras and she said, Loinatalti, I didn't take anything. So Almila Havi Raya. Who exactly has to bring the Raya to their to what they're trying to say? So what what are the two stadim? Nikse Bechazkas Yasmi Kaimi the Almanala Haviraya. Do we look at it that the Khasim are the are in the Khazaka of the Yasimim and therefore the Almana would be the one that's Khaiv to bring the Raya? Why? Because regular Almighty Mechaber Alavaraya. If the Nikhasim are in the Khazaka of the Yasimim, then if the Almana is trying to be mighty from them, the Almighty Mechaber Alavaraya, and therefore she should bring the Raya. Or do we look at it that Nikse Bechazkas Almana Kaimi? Or do we look at it that the Khasim are really in the Khazaka of the Almana? And the Yasaimim 
would be the ones that are have to bring the raya because again, I might make a raya. Now, by the way, why would we look at the nechasim like they're in the like they're in the chazaka of the amana? That's because she's she has a shibud on these karkois. Nishtabdu b'tnai bezdin, Rashi says. They're literally they have a shibud with through a tnai bezdin, which is so strong that we consider it basically in her possession. So, how do we look at it? Are are they bechazkas the yisaimim that she would have to bring the raya, or are they bechazkas the amana that the yisaimim would have to bring the raya? Tashma try to bring the raya. Did tani levi levi tani b'raisa amana calls manchalay nisus ali yisaim lahav. And Amana, while she didn't, while, while she didn't get remarried yet, then already it's considered her chazaka, and the assignment would have to be the ones that bring the raya if there's an argument about whether she got the mezainus or not yet. But once she got married, this is Once she already got remarried, then she would be the one that has to bring the raya because at that point we look at it like she like it's in the chazaka of the yisaimim. Amr of Simim Rashi, of Simim Rashi says Kitanai. It's actually it's actually like a machleg is tanaim. I like the following. Mycheres v'kaseves. We're gonna see this mishnah tomorrow. But mycheres v'kaseves. Elu lemazaynis macharti ve'elu leksuba macharti. So. Interesting Kiddush, but uh, Amana could actually go to property. That's Meshubat Ksuba. She could take it and sell it. Since the Karka is Meshubat Ksuba, she can literally sell the Ksuba, sell the property for Ksuba or for her Mizainus. Okay, but when she does that, it says in the Mishnah like this, Macheres, she could sell it, but she has to be very specific what she sold for Ksuba and what she sold for Mizainus. She writes for whatever she sold for the Ksuba. I sold this part for the Ksuba and I sold this part for the Mezainus to Rebuda. That's where Rebuda says, Rebuda says, no, she doesn't have to be that specific. Meicheres, she could go and sell the property because have a stamp. She could just write stamp. She doesn't have to specify what she bought, what she sold for what. And that actually makes her Kayach better when she doesn't have to specify. We're going to see this in the Gemara. It says the Gemara. So what do we see from this Mishnah? My Labak and Lutfi. Isn't this Machagis between Rebuda and Rebuda? Rebuda, the Amr Baylefrushi, according to Rebuda, it says she has to specify what exactly she sold for what? Because he holds that the Nechazma really in the are really in the Chazaka of the assignment. And she's the one that would have to bring the Raya. And therefore, so you so you have to be Mefarish, you have to say exactly what you sold for what, so you don't have problems later if there's a din taira between the assignment and between her trying to say maybe she took too much or not so if there's a din tire later on they're gonna have the upper hand if you look at the property like like it's in the nechassim like it's in the chazaka of the assignment they're gonna have the upper hand in the din tire and she's gonna be have to she's gonna be the one that has to bring the raya so that's why you have to specify earlier on the rabbi yasi seems to hold he says you don't have to specify what she Sold what for? Why? Because he holds And even if there's a dintire later on, the Yasimim are going to be the ones that have to bring the Raya. So the Amana doesn't have to be so specific when she sells. So isn't this a Machlaikis Tanoim? Why are you saying that's Maybe everyone agrees here. Both Ramuda and Ramias, they both agree that the Nechasma in the Chazaka of the Amana, and really in a case, like in a case where it was a dispute, the Yasimim would be the ones that have to bring the Raya. Okay, so what's going on here? Why does Ramuda say that you have to specify what you sold for what? Ramuda is telling you, and Eitzatayv is giving you good advice what to do. So people in the street won't call her a Rav Sanusa. Meaning, if you don't write specifically you're selling this property for the Ksuba, then people will think, maybe you sold it for Mezainus. You literally sold this massive property for Mezainus in order to feed yourself and people will get scared off. Again, this woman, her 
husband died. She's a nomad. She's looking for a shidduch. And therefore, men aren't going to want to marry her if they see she's selling this big property for a mezainus. She eats a lot and she's very high maintenance. And they're not going to be ready to support that or deal with a wife that eats so much. And therefore, they're going to be scared off and call her a rav, ta- a rav sanusa. And therefore... Rebuth is giving you an Eitzah Taiva. It's not because he holds that the Yusayimim had the upper hand. Rather, when he's telling her to specify what she sold to, for what, he's just telling you, no, if you're selling it for the Ksuba, right, you're selling it for the Ksuba, so people won't think you're a Rav Sanusa and, they won't con- and they're not going to marry you. Says the Gemara, continuing, because if you're not going to think that's what's going on. I'll actually prove to you that that's really what Rebuda holds. And it's not that he thinks the Yisem have the upper hand. Really, everyone holds the Nechassim are in the Chazaka of the Amano. And the Yisem would have to be the one to bring the Raya. And Rebuda only says that she should specify so people won't call her a Rav Sanusa. Why? Because if you're not going to say that, that Rebbe had a Shiloh before. Again, we started this second part in the Daf with it on the bottom of the last line of Tzadivav Amun. Tzadivav Amun. Rebbe Yechanan had a question that... Who has the upper hand? And whose chazaka is the property considered in? The Yisayimim or the Amana? So that that Rabbi Yechanan had that shayla, Tif Masnisan, you should just prove it from the Mishnah. The Mishnah later on that we quoted before that says, She could sell literally the property, she could sell the Nechassim from the husband that now go to the Yisayimim. She has the power to sell it for Mazinus, even not in Bezdin, and she should literally write, I sold this for Mazinus. So the Mishnah says clearly that she should write and specify. So obviously there's no right from here because it was if it was if it was a Mefurish Mishnah, Rabbi Yechanan wouldn't have asked the question. So obviously there's no raya from there. And what do you have to say? I'll obviously tell you that's not a raya in the Mishnah because I'll just tell you in the Mishnah is telling you Eitzataiva specify what you bought it for. So Achanami over here too Eitzdevikamashmalan over here too. I'll tell you the same thing that Eitzdevikamashman, but no raya actually from here. It's just an Eitzataiva. You should write down what you should do, but it's not actually telling her she has to write that down to show that the assignment have the upper hand. Inami, another answer. In this Inami, we're saying the opposite. That really everyone would hold that the Nechassim are in the Chazaka of the assignment. Okay, so why does Rabbi Yossi say that you don't have to specify? If they're in the, the, if, if they're, if the assignment have the upper hand over here, then she should have to specify because later on in court, they're just going to win. So Inami, really everyone would hold that they're in the, that the assignment have the upper hand. Really, they're in the Chazaka of the assignment. So why does Rabbi Yossi say that you don't have to specify? Because he's going like Abayi Kishisha. Dom Rabbi Kishisha, Abayi Kishisha says, you want me to explain to you Shitas or Biyasi? I'll explain it to you with a mushal. Like this. Sitting on his deathbed, he says, Give 200 Zuz to Pliny Balchaivi. Pliny, who's my Balchaiv, meaning I, I owe him money, but give him 200 Zuz as a matana, as a present. So, he could take it either as his Chaiv, he could take it to pay back the loan that this Shchimera owes him, or he could take it as a matana. He could take it either way. And if he takes it as a matana, obviously he has better power. Because if he takes it as a chayv, then he paid back his loan and that's it. When this guy dies, he's not going to be able to be toiveya, an extra 200 as a present that this guy said he's going to give him. Because you can't take that from the assignment as a present from the nechassim. But if he takes it now as a matana, he still will have the chayv that he's able to collect on later. And the chayv you could even collect on from the nechassim mishabadim. So that's obviously he has a better power with that. So so to Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi held the same by her selling her karka. Really, I'll tell you, even Rabbi Yaisi is masking that the Yosem have the upper hand. But Rabbi Yaisi would tell you, when she sells her karka for the ksuba and doesn't specify, so 
that would actually give her power. Because if she specified, then it's going to be a problem. If she's coming to collect Mizainus later, Mizainus, you are not able to collect from Lekuchos, from buyers, whereas the Ksuba you are. So don't specify. And there, therefore, later you're going to have an opportunity to collect in a better fashion and you're going to have a better opportunity to be able, you'll, you'll have an upper hand in that situation. Even though technically, yeah, the karka is in the nechasa, the, the, the chazaka of the assignment, Rabbi Yais is just telling you that she should do this because she'll have an easier time collecting if she doesn't specify exactly what she took.